I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics from personal stories to hot button issues. We cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday. So make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Awkward Sex in the City. I am so excited for this episode. You're going to love it. I have an amazing, hilarious comedian who also has a great so perfect podcast that you should listen to so informational called how come with remy casimir she also tonight is doing a live taping of how come at the stand in new york city at 7 p.m sharp so if you're listening and you have time the stand is a great venue and it's going to be a great show there'll be merch there and i just want you to listen to the episode i'm not gonna tell you anything that's about to come up because it's just really great and personal and i love it and i'll see you on the other side and now, with Air Pulse technology, you, yes, you, Volvo owner, can get a blowjob. <laughs> it is so sick. Um, but then, like, three days later, he texted me and was like, hey, I'm cleaning your blood off the stairs right now. Because it was, like, his friend's oh my God. house. And so I was like, oh, my God, I'm was so sorry. Was that, like, sorry. a flirty text? Was that, it like, actually, a come over? It actually was a flirty Sounds text. Sounds flirty to me. It was a flirty text. <laughs> I was like... It's supposed to be a partnership. It's supposed to be a literal give and take. It's like, not supposed to be like, oh, this works for you and it should work for me too. You know, like, no. <laughs> I fucking love you. I I love you. Hey. <laughs> I'm so excited to be here. We did a bar show like a long ass time ago yeah. at um, Cherry Tree. And I was just like, this girl's amazing. When I yelled at that guy. Probably. Was that that night that the... The guy was making fun of the girl who came alone in the audience. Yes. And I was like, fuck you. Yeah. I didn't say fuck you. I said like a funny joke at the time. Yeah. I just can't. <laughs> I can't think of it. Um, but yeah, I fell in love with you then. Oh, thank you. Oh, of course. And I fell, well, I mean, 
I'm always falling in love, but <laughs> I think it's always uh, validated when we're in like a similar article. Yeah. So that I was like, oh my God, look, we're both on the right track and ending up in the same publications. Yes, because we were both in Bust Magazine. Shout out to Bust. Thanks, it's literally guys. literally right behind you right now. Yeah. I still have, a uh, true confession, a stack of 24 Time Out New Yorks in my closet because it was the first article that How Come was ever mentioned in. Yeah. And I was like, people are going to want this. <laughs> and they don't. <laughs> um, okay. And so for anyone that's listening that does not know, Remy has an amazing podcast called How Come. Yes. Because because I had never had an orgasm, never, not alone, not ever, never, not even in a dream. And I was 28 and I was like, this is kind of fucked up, I suppose. And so I wanted to learn how to do it. And I'd like attempted before, like I'm a very sexual person. Mm -hmm. That wasn't the issue. It was just like kind of I didn't have the knowledge or the conversation around it. Like not a lot of my female friends were talking about like do you even masturbate and then going really? into what are the techniques? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I just like don't have people I'm close <laughs> enough with, but it seemed to me that part of the zeitgeist where I came from was that if you masturbated and you were a girl, you were gross. Yes. You were like slutty. You were weird. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. So it just never happened for me. And I also thought that the women who did come, it was just a lot easier for them. Mm -hmm. Like I'd see like Samantha Jones, like screaming her head off in sex in the city. And I'm like, okay, well that happens the second after she's penetrated. Like, yeah, there's different people who, you know, <laughs> some people come and some people don't. And I was like, and I'm guess I'm just doing charity work, fucking people and not coming. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, but it wasn't really until I started stand up that I started seeing women like at our level who don't have specials yet, but mm -hmm. are talking about like the same stuff we are and talking about their orgasms and shit. And I would go up to them after shows and I'd be like, are you really coming? Mm -hmm. And like Esther Steinberg, because she was saying she's had multiple orgasms. And I was like, that's a really funny joke. And she was like, she's like that's not the joke part of the joke. Yeah. And I was like, oh, and she's like, are you, you really haven't come? And I was like, no. And she's like, well, what you have to do is that, and everybody would always give me an assignment, mm -hmm. but then I would kind of get like lazy or feel like I was broken and feel like it wasn't going to work and something that would make me stop and be like, it's just not going to happen. Um, and then finally I told my sister about it and I was like, I've never had an orgasm. Have you? And she's three and a half years younger. And she was like, yeah, I mean like not really with guys, but like alone. And I was like, okay, well our boobs look similar. And <laughs> You know, I think if those are similar. Yeah. If similar. Those are, yeah. Then other shit must be, you know, like I'm like, if she can do it, I can do it. Yeah. And kind of like instilled that competitive <laughs> sister drive in me. <laughs> um, but I was like, what could hold me accountable? Mm -hmm. um, so I was like a podcast and every episode people come on, they tell me about their first time coming and then they had to give me an assignment of something I would do for the next time. Mm -hmm. Hopefully that would make me come. And spoiler alert, I came by episode six. What was yep. it? I will tell you what it was. But now, just so you know, the podcast has shifted. So now, <laughs> now it's much more about like, how are other people feeling sexually? Like if they're feeling weird about something or if they've always felt alone about something or they're struggling with something, we want to make it feel like more inclusive because that was what I took away from the big, like how many people responded to me when I said, I'm not coming. They're like, me neither. And this is the first time somebody else is saying it. Yeah. So we just want to make everybody feel good. Yeah. Now, the thing that made me do it, I don't want to say their name because they haven't given me much money. Um, okay. But there are, and they're really. So it was a toy. No, it was a toy. Okay. Oh, oh, yeah. I'm a <laughs> big toy fan. Um, come to my toy chest if ever you are in Midtown East. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. I will. Um, but they're also very expensive the toy that I tried mm -hmm. and I didn't feel great advertising that just because it's like 
a, a, a small investment, yeah. you know, and it is really important to invest in it. But asking people like, hey, this is your first toy, like it's a lot. So we've partnered up with Sweet Vibration Sense and Satisfier, and they both have these air pulse technology toys, which is similar to the one that had my first orgasm mm -hmm. and Satisfier. I mean, one of the toys that I use from them, I call a Dementor an orgasm dementor because it just <laughs> sucks it out of you. Like you have no choice. Oh my God. I want this right now. Yeah. there, And it's only like 40 bucks. Oh so sweet vibrations and satisfier. Like that, those are okay. the ones that we hawk. Um, and the other one is great that I used. It is, but it is really expensive. So I don't No, That's totally fair. Yeah. I, I like, I respect that, that it's like, you're being very transparent about the prices and whatnot. Yeah. So the air pools, is that the one that's like, you like you put it on your clitoris and it kind of like. Mm -hmm. I have always wanted to try one of these. <laughs> I wrote a lot when I was writing for Red Book. I would do a lot of like toy things, mm -hmm. and that one would always have like these crazy reviews that would just be like, "Yeah, you must buy this right now." Yeah, you will never have a partner ever again. Yeah, like, I mean, it'll never be as good. And it's like it's like literally just like sucking your clit. Like I, you know, I can't like, wait. When I was younger. This is the only thing I ever understood about my clit was that I was like, it looks like a little penis. And I was like, mm -hmm. and if it acts the same way, then I would like a blowjob. Yeah. And now with air pulse technology, you, yes, you, Volvo owner, can get a blowjob. <laughs> it is so sick. Um, and actually, it makes sex with your partner better mm. because like with my boyfriend, at least we would always feel this like Remy's not going to come you know, like, why are either of us even doing this? Like, I'd be all tensed up. He's all like, I don't even know what to do because you haven't told me what to do. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I don't even know. And now I'm like, um, just put it on the upper left quadrant and suck my thigh. And he's like, voila, like, like done, done. Oh my God. And that's like a really good point, too, because it's one thing to be with like a partner and know what you want. Sorry, my phone keeps like do you want me to put him on airplane mode? But Queef um, was just playing from Aquafina on your phone. Ah! You're hilarious. I love that song. I love that song so hard. Oh, Aquafina's the best. But um, it's, so on brand for you. I know. Queefs like, are the most uh, like awkward sex thing I can ever think of. And I didn't start having queefs until my current boyfriend. Wow. I He's never just stuffing them in. Yeah, he, yeah. I never queefed, and all of a sudden it was just like just everywhere and they're they're so weird because it's even like a you can like feel it like coming out of mm -hmm. you and you're just like oh okay it's but, a pussy compliment yeah it's being like good job <laughs> <laughs> so how long have you been with your boyfriend um i've been with him for four years he's been with me for three no, i'm just kidding um <laughs> but like i was obsessed with him for a full year and then i finally made him date me um so it yeah happens. i i know you got to trick them sometimes they don't want to come willingly <laughs> Uh, and yeah, he's been to, with me this entire podcast and people are always like, oh my God, how does he feel about it? Like you talking about like not coming, like, does that mean he's bad in bed? I'm like, no, absolutely not. Like that. The thing is about orgasms, especially for vagina owning people is that if you haven't given yourself one, it is almost impossible for somebody else to do it. It's like handing them a nine-sided Rubik's Cube and being like, figure this out. Nobody ever has. Also, you're naked. Huh. Yeah. Like, Also, your penis is just like kind of flaccid now. Yeah. Because you've been trying too yeah. hard. Like, so he's good with that. I'm... I feel lucky to have somebody who understands that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we've just been having a real nice time. It's so. I came. I, so is it like way, <laughs> way easier now? Yeah. 
It's just like there's that's yeah. amazing. That's so amazing. And a lot of people always say too, they're like, oh, but don't you think you like rely on those suction toys now? I'm like, not really mm -hmm. at all. I think they kind of train you. Um, Dan Savage was on an episode of ours and he was saying that a lot of the reason why men get off first is because they're just they're doing it longer. They're practicing mm -hmm. and they're carving these neural pathways in your brain, getting your body accustomed to that type of arousal. Mm -hmm. And so when using these toys, like I'm like, oh, am I going to get desensitized? Mm -mm. No. I used to not like vibration at all. And now like one day the satisfier was dead. So I used a vibration toy that I had lying around and I was like, I wonder if this is going to work. Yeah. But it does. Cause now I know how to come and I, you know, like, exactly. So I've even done it with my hand once, <laughs> but other than that, <laughs> nope. <laughs> you said once. once. I just wanted to see if I could. And I did. Yeah. That one. And like, it takes a lot of concentration sometimes with your hand. Cause like, um, I, I have a pretty high libido, but the past few weeks have been like, I had someone in my family die. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Everyone kind of hated her. So it's been like even oh, weirder. Oh, I'm happy. Yeah. It's no, sometimes people die and you're like, thanks God. Now this bonds all the rest of us. Yeah, it's weird. Like, it's been very weird. It's been intense. But I, like, kind of lost my sex drive because I am, like, horny mm -hmm. all the time. And so I went. We're, like, one, we just moved to a new apartment. And, like, the internet doesn't work as well in our bedroom because I, like, have to have porn. I have okay. to have porn. Yeah. I like watching. I go through, like, different phases of what I want to watch. And the internet wasn't working, so I couldn't get the video to go. And then I was just like, oh, my God, are you fucking kidding me? I'm trying. I'm now somehow too wet. I can't, like, get a good, like, grip on it. Mm -hmm. And so I, like, I was like, I why why am I not pulling out all my toys I haven't used in, like, a year on myself? Yeah. And I did. And, like, I made a noise that I forgot I could make. Like, so I was fun. like, holy shit. So fun. Because now we only use them for, like, couple stuff, which is great. I love that. But I was like, how the fuck did I forget that, like, I could use these on myself all the time? Oh, like, yeah. How did I forget? And, like, just like that. I was just, like, I edged myself a little bit. And then I was just like, and now let's go. Which you can't really do as much with, like, my hand, at least. I can't edge myself as much with just my fingers. I, I'm not very dexterous. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm thinking about too much. And also, isn't the clit, to go back to something you said about the clit, isn't the clit just the penis? Like, it's the same embryonic tissue from the womb. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's just before your gender is assigned. Assigned, yeah. 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 That's why men have that, like, line across their balls. That's, ah, that's the, the seam. That's the seam. That's everything, like, coming together. Oh, and that's why uh, when there's female to male surgeries, they're just enlarging the clit into a penis. Yeah. 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 I remember I told a guy that once and he like freaked out about it. And I was like, why do you care? Like, why do you care? Why does that gross you out? Yeah. That they're the same. Like, you'd be surprised at the things people get grossed out by. Yeah. There was um this woman who's a sex writer. We're going to have her on the podcast soon. Susanna Weiss. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And she posted that thing about mammary glands. Did you see that tweet? I don't think I saw that. It one. wasn't even her tweet. She just retweeted it. And she was saying, why are men getting so like annoyed at this image and like angry mm -hmm. and it was just showing what mammary glands look like when there's milk in them and like it's kind of cool it's like looks like flowers inside but it it does draw attention that like this is a body part and not just something sexy uh-huh so people were getting pissed they off were getting enraged they were like we don't want to see this this is disgusting i'm like what it's like looking at like the lungs or like yeah it's it, like literally like the inside it's not even like yeah but science is really behind for women like you guys probably know this they only discovered the internal structure of the clit in 1998 yeah, and it's much bigger than people yeah. realize, like, even to this day. Yeah. It kind of looks like a wishbone, right? Yeah, it looks like a little cowboy without arms. Yeah! He's <laughs> just, like, sitting on a horse. Oh, my God, that's so perfect. Yeah. <laughs> because isn't it, so, what people thought 
the G spot was they thought was separate is actually just the click coming around. Yeah. So like when what I think is crazy is like a lot of people still are asking me, they're like, how do I come from just a dick or whatever? And mm -hmm. I'm like, OK, coming through just vaginal penetration is like a very small percentage. It's like eight percent of women. Yeah, can do it's that. very rare. But the reason that that 8% can do that, it's not a quote unquote vaginal orgasm. It's because the clitoris, those little cowboy legs are sitting around the vagina. Mm. And so it's grazing the, his little calf. And that's what's having an orgasm is the clit. It's still the clit. It's crazy. It's the clit calf. <laughs> <laughs> I have never, ever, ever had a vaginal um, orgasm. It is always me on top. I can barely come in mm -hmm. any other position and it is definitely me just like rubbing my clit on like his pelvic bone like a hundred percent and I hate that people don't talk about that I do hate that that's like that's still the narrative of like women are gross if they masturbate mm -hmm. women are um not complete if they can't have a vaginal uh orgasm yeah. which is just like none of none of us that can. is a crazy thing to expect of people yeah like it is a scientific phenomenon yeah and like also it's such a heteronormative script of mm -hmm. like oh these two people have to come at the same time like how often is a lesbian couple coming at the same time how often often is a gay couple coming at the same time you take yeah. turns you're supposed to help each other yeah <laughs> It's supposed to be a partnership. It's supposed to be a literal give and take. It's like, not supposed to be like, oh, this works for you and it should work for me too. You know, like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, Aaron did have sex today because it's been like three weeks and we did come at the same time. But I, like, and that's beautiful, yeah. but not expected. No, and it's yeah. happened like maybe three times in our four-year relationship. And every time we're both just like, oh, we're both done at the same time. What do you want to watch on TV? Like we have extra time now. Like yeah. we're, no one's expecting it, and we're just like, oh, cool, 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 great, this great, is weird, right? It's yeah. like this is weird. I've only had multiple orgasms once, and I don't even know if it counted. Like, well, I guess it did. It was like he fingered me first, and then there was like a there was like a moment where we stopped, and then we started having more sex. Counts, counts, okay, counts. I think so. Yeah. I mean, I I'm a multiple gal, and I think. Oh, yeah, that is that's a high yeah. price. My, I mean, my first orgasm was a squirting orgasm. Like Shut I went from up. kindergarten to Yale real quick. Yeah. Yeah. It was wild. Um, And now like a lot of the time I tell people you have to let the woman come until she's done because once guys do, then they are kaput. Mm -hmm. But I feel like sometimes I come so much that I don't want to like leave him there like out in the breeze with a boner. Mm -hmm. So what we've been doing is I'll let him come first, but then he has to hug me really tight while I masturbate for like 10 minutes after. No, that's totally fair. And that's fun. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, it's not what you see in movies ever. Like nobody was ever teaching that that's okay. Yeah. Nobody was like, the smallest things like get me excited are back tickles. And I didn't know that back tickles could be something that you requested from another person because it wasn't sexual. Yeah. Technically, it wasn't touch my tits or touch my vagina. It's like, just like, kiss my leg. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know. No, I no, love, no. I love that. I was trying to, I was trying to think of one of my, one of what one of mine is. And one is like the leg where it's not on purpose. He's just kind of like, like caressing my leg. And I'm like, oh yeah. Turned on. Mm -hmm. I was like, it turned on really easily. Like, like pizza can turn me on. I'll be like, yeah, like it's like hot and like messy. Like that's kind of hot. 
Yeah. One time I was watching Moving Art on Netflix. Do you know what that is? No. It's like planet Earth, but without the narration. It's just like music and like beautiful images of our world. Oh, I have heard of this. And one of them was blooming flowers. And I was getting so horny. I was just like, oh, my God, look at birth. (laughs) (laughs) But you are so right, though, that like I, I had written an article. I wrote this like dumb article where it was like I had to read all three Fifty Shades of Grey in three days. How tough was that? Just getting through those fucking books was awful. It took me a really long time because the writing was so bad. I was like, if this bitch refers to her vagina as her sex one more time Mm -hmm. and tells me how she's not hungry and can't eat, like least relatable person ever. It was like, I I still have the books too. And I'm like, my favorite meal, Christian, a yogurt. uh, What? No, no, that is not your favorite meal. <laughs> that is no one's about? favorite fucking meal. Oh, I can't, I can't. I'm having like, <laughs> I'm having like, like terrible flashbacks. But I had to read all three in three days, and I had to document how horny they got me. Mm-hmm. And the greatest part of that book, like that article, was like how we didn't realize how I had to read 500 pages a day. Yeah, so there was no time for sex, but we did. Like I would be like, all right, you have to fuck me now because I have to get this into the article. And one time we had sex on the couch. I didn't come. I had him finger me. So I wrote that in there and Aaron was kind of like, I kind of feel weird about that. Like, and like we talked about it and I was just like, I understand. But like, this is like a big thing for women is like they come from fingering. Yeah. And then when the article went live, I had a few people come up, like message me and be like, thank you for putting that in. Yeah. Like I can never come like during actual like penetrative sex, like hetero sex. And I was just like, and I was like, I was like to Aaron, I was like, this is why I had to put it in because we can't pretend like that's not real. And I do feel bad that that is people's first inclination is like, oh, Aaron couldn't do it with his penis or whatever. But Mm -hmm. that's a script that not just like women haven't written that men kind of wrote that too. Being like, you need to have a big dick. And like, um, we just had a urologist on recently and he was like, most of like the penis shaming, like in the guys who come into the office, they were made fun of by other guys. Like, oh, you can't get her off. Guys who probably couldn't get a woman off either. They had just been seeing in pop culture that that's what you do. Yeah, You know, like it makes you I I used to think a guy was a pussy if he just wanted to go down on you and finger you and stuff. Really? I was like, ew, you just want to please a woman like that's not what a cool guy is supposed to be. That's not what I've seen. Yeah. You know, and now I'm like, no, that's a really nice person. It's just like a great partner. Yeah. It is like there's so much shit you just have to unlearn to become like a better person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, there's a lot of unlearning that needs to be done um, in so many different aspects. Like I listen to my early episodes and I'm Mm -hmm. like, okay, you have to take into account that this was a learning journey for me, too, Mm because I say stuff that I'm like, I don't recognize that person. Wow. Like I've learned so much about different and that's great. And I love to show the journey because like there is so like nobody's perfect. Yeah. And the world is so imperfect that we're going to turn out a little fucked up. Yeah. So like we're all just doing our best. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it is sex. Blowjobs are sex. Bill Clinton that was not good saying that. Yeah. That was not good. That, Some, somebody I was talking to the other day was like, yeah, so I had a text with myself the other day. And I was like, yes, you did. Ooh, uh, yeah. That is a good way to put it. Yeah. I wish I could remember my first orgasm. I don't remember it. I Were you young? Um, I guess like I must have been 16. Hmm. 16 or 17. I remember the first time I was like, oh, that felt good. I like like my vag legit itched. And I like scratched it and then I scratched it in a way that I was like, oh, 
<laughs> but it was not an orgasm. I remember being like, interesting. And then there, I started to shove a lot in. In me too, a lot of hairbrushes, yeah, yeah, Sunni ones, and I yes. put condom on it. Yeah. yeah, I wasn't smart enough for a condom. I was like, I would just like, but what if that hole gets caught on your, <laughs> you know, I had a lot of UTIs, is all I can say. Yeah, you know, you broke the seal early. I only had my first UTI like two years ago, but it hasn't stopped. Oh, no. Anyway, I used to throw stuff off the hole all the time because I did like nobody was like, oh, clit's important. It was mm-hmm. like, you get ready for insertion, yeah, like prepare for yes. insertion no one so i would and if i got like like um one of my brothers bought one of those mach 3 vibrating razors and i was like i'm gonna use that and oh stick God. it in my hole and i did not the razor side the other but uh-huh. not that's not gonna do anything oh my god have you ever heard lucas um Connolly? yes you ever heard his story about sticking the razor up his ass mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the battery is getting stuck yeah <laughs> <laughs> that might have to be cut out too it's amazing doesn't he story. tell it on stage he does but i always feel bad telling other people's stories on my no on my it's podcast. hilarious go see lucas Connolly on stage he's and great. he's gonna tell a way better version than we just did yeah he should actually be on this <laughs> podcast he's amazing he's, he's also got four moms yeah mm-hmm. like that I need to have him. You guys, we all need to have Lucas on our He's podcast great. and go see his shows. He is really <laughs> great. Lucas, if you hear this, I will put you on my show very soon. Um, no, he's fucking great. But yeah, and I, I will. I just remember being like, oh, my God, he's like a, he's like a lot of things up there. Like mm. it, when he told that story, it all of a sudden I remembered everything I stuck up inside me. Like I had repressed it because, yeah, you don't want to be the girl. So what what happened when they all fell out of your brain and vagina? So there's definitely a lot more of the more the hygiene of it all because I just would not clean anything mm. and it, my parents had to have known mm. like they had like things smelled you know yeah. like my room definitely what, had what that did you smell. do what did you put up there okay so definitely hairbrushes yeah definitely some mirrors with like the handlebars cool a toothbrush okay um I think that was vibrating um shit there's a lot of stuff then I definitely just got like a it's the stupid you can take it's it out CBS. of CBS. Oh no! It's just the it keeps buzzing because the oh. the thing is shitty. Oh, okay. Um, then I just got a Spencer's vibrator. Nice, and that was it. Then like life just. But you used after that. it in the right place this time. I found the clit somehow. Okay, and just kept put, started putting on the clit. Yeah, but I don't remember how I figured that out. Like no one told me. Yeah, no one was like, "This is how you should masturbate." Not even friends, because I was the overshare. I don't know about you, so everyone would come to me, mm-hmm. even though I had the least amount of information. Because like my friends were like giving blowjobs and like yeah. doing this and that, yeah. and I was like this like big ass like V like until twenty. So oh, well, not twenty, but I was the last virgin standing of my friends, and I grew up in Manhattan, and that was like a big deal. That's a big like, deal. You were like. 16 and a virgin like what a loser yeah i saw gossip girl there yeah. was some pressure yeah well my the night that i lost my virginity we were not watching gossip girl we were watching the oc because i want a little more la vibe I and uh i brought a yellow condom from health class that mm-hmm. we had attended together mm-hmm. and um i think that is the awkward sex story that comes to mind like when i was thinking of your podcast like losing my virginity was so fucking weird like because I was just doing it to do it yeah and like we had been hooking up like making out for like a year or something but like I was really afraid of penises I didn't want to give a hand job or a blow job like 
I've still never blown a dick I haven't had sex with. Like, I find that very much more intimate to me. Oh, yeah. And I was really afraid of it. And then I was getting made fun of by so many people and like so many friends. And I also was a sexual person that I was like, okay, this thing that's holding me back is like the whole loss of virginity thing. Like, because that's the big story is like, who do you do it to? And like, yeah, is that person good enough? And whatever. So I was hooking up with him enough that and we were close enough that I was like, he's going to keep this a secret. And I wanted it to be kept a secret because I was like, we're not dating. Yeah. And I also don't want to date him because he's not cool enough. But he was but he was like he was very broy, and I didn't want any of my girlfriends to be like, "Ew, you're hooking up with him. Like and so I was and it was disgusting. And no. um, (laughs) And we yeah, I was like, hey, um, we're going on spring break. Like it was like the last day of school before spring break. And I was like you want to like have sex? And he was like, what? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, we've never done anything else. Like besides like, besides like touch your boobs and like finger you like maybe a few times. And like, I'm like, yeah, I know. But like, I want to have sex. And so he was like, okay. And so he put it on. It was way too small for him. He had like a girthy dick and it was a tiny yellow condom. It was, it was pathetic. It hurt both of us very much. Um, And since his dick was so big and I was so tiny, it, I just kept like screaming, but like laughing at the same time because I was like, this is just so comical how bad this is. Yeah. And then at one point I just took my leg and I put my foot on his shoulder and pushed him out of me. And I said, that is enough. We <laughs> have done enough. I was like, I think we officially broke the seal. I think we can check, check it off. Box. Yeah. Did you did you bleed? No. Okay. Does, do people bleed? Oh, I, I bled everywhere. You did. I bled You're the first person I'm meeting who actually had a hymen. I did it on stairs at a college party, wooden stairs. Cool. Oh, no. I do not recommend it at all. Visually sounds cool if it were a movie. It does sound cool. It is something you would see in a movie. Yeah. And like it hurt so much like for 10 seconds that he was like, like he was trying to like take it out. And I was like, no, 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 let's just like go through that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um, three days, well, a lot of blood ends up all over our clothes and people see and they're like, what the fuck? And he's like, you need to get a tetanus shot. And I'm like, I don't need a tetanus shot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he didn't realize I was a virgin. But then like three days later, he texted me and was like, hey, I'm cleaning your blood off the stairs right now. Because it was like his friend's oh my God. house. And so I was like, oh my God, I'm Was that so like sorry. a flirty text? Was that it like actually, a come over? It actually was a flirty Sounds text. Sounds flirty to me. It was a flirty text. <laughs> I was intimate. like, I was mortified. I was like, oh my God, I'm so fucking sorry. And he was like, no, it was totally fucking worth it. I would do it again. Blah, blah, yeah. blah. And he came over that day and ate me out. And it was the first time someone had ever eaten me out. And I hyperventilated so hard hard that I couldn't move my hands like amazing like um like a stroke <laughs> like a stroke like it looked like I had like cerebral palsy like yes. I couldn't move it I was like you I literally was like you have to stop and that finally ended it like he was freaked out I was freaked out we had a class together and we were both just like hey like a lot of things a lot of weird things have happened uh in the past like week and a half sexually wise and like we just like never talked about it again what? Yeah. No, it's okay. Like, he was exactly who I wanted to lose my virginity to. He was, yeah, yeah, he was yeah. funny, a friend. I just met that year. I was a junior. He was a senior, so he was graduating. He had, like, just had his heart broken, too. So, like, I think I was, like, a good rebound perfect. for him. Yeah. <laughs> so it was perfect. The only part that sucked was, like, having a month of class, like, next to each other being like, yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah, all that happened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Well, I was thinking of when we were talking about how blowjobs are or aren't sex or whatever, mm-hmm. I was going through my old diary from like seventh grade oh and there's a, a scene. I'm like, today, Mr. Kim uh, in biology said that grinding is a sexual activity. And my friend and I, let's call him David, David and I looked at each other across the room and we were like, we've had sex. <laughs> and Mr. Kim was like, you haven't had sex, but it's a sexual activity. And I was like, no, we've had sex. <laughs> But that's a good question. That like grinding's like it's you, so sexual. It's so sexual. I've I've people come have from come that. from yeah yeah. My God, from dry sex. humping. You had sex in seventh grade. Yeah, just the sex that I like. Just that. Yeah. No, grinding is so underrated. Like I think people forget about it once penetration or once like toys and like things start to come involved. Like go back to the basics. Sometimes mm-hmm. like it is hot as fuck. Mm-hmm. And back to blowjobs too. I was so afraid of dick that I didn't blow someone until I moved to New York City. Wow. So I had like had multiple dicks like inside of me and they'd be like, don't you want to? And I'd literally be like, no. That's so crazy. Yeah. I just, I was very, there's something intimidated, but intimidating. There's something about this, like being right in front of you that you're just like, like Kristen Wiig in uh, Bridesmaids when she's just like, (laughs) (laughs) with that one eye staring at you. Oh my God. Yes. (laughs) I felt so seen in that, in that scene. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, Yeah. But now blowjobs and what, what's interesting that I've learned over the course of the podcast and I've talked from talking to other people is like, I think we all had to unlearn that script that it's OK to push somebody's head down to give you a blowjob. Oh, yeah. And that's how a lot of the first ones that I was giving, like I was with that guy eventually, like we, you know, I was like, I got to learn the other stuff, too. And yeah, so yeah. we were secretly fucking for like a year and I was getting my tutorials. Do your friends and- ever find out and then judge you? Um, they were, we told them on spring break the next year when we were all away, all the seniors. Uh And I was like, you guys, I have to sit you down. We've been fucking for a year. And they're like, Remy, no. Oh my God. Remy, we thought you were virgin still. And I'm like, like mine. Still not good at sex. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, so I'd be blowing him, but whenever I'd be doing it, it would like, he would start it, you know? And so then I got accustomed to, you're only blowing when they want you to. Mm-hmm. And now, even if my boyfriend like asks for it and I don't want to, I'm very like, not right now. But then maybe six minutes later, I'll put that thing in my mouth myself. Oh, yeah. Like sometimes I just like, I like want it in my mouth. Like sometimes, yeah. and sometimes I want someone to like take my head and like shove it on a dick, like hard. Like that's what you want. Exactly. <laughs> but it's only when I want it. Like, right. I've also, there, yeah, 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 yeah. There is definitely times where I'm just like, no, like it's just you're not in the mood or I'm like in the mood. maybe they haven't showered and you're like, I know it's going to smell like gunk. And that's it's in my mouth. It is in my mouth. Like that's a lot. Not, OK, so I'm a disgusting person. Okay. I like, rarely shower. I'm everybody knows this. Same, same, same. Dirty girl privilege. My skin is flawless because I never wash it. <laughs> but um, I used to get really offended because my boyfriend never wanted to go down on me. Mm-hmm. I've never asked somebody to shower before. Like I didn't, that wasn't a thing. And I was just like, what do you like? Not can you can't stand a few pubes or whatever. And he's like, no, babe, you just need to shower. Yeah. And I was like, oh, <laughs> lol. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry. I remember one time my mom said, cause my parents were always like pretty open about sex with me. My mom was always like, yeah, we don't have sex until we have both showered. And I remember being like, that's, wouldn't you do it? after like mm-hmm. wouldn't you and then as I've gotten older I could be like oh I get why they did that like yeah. I think it takes too much time like I will definitely still 
expect things to be done to me when I hadn't showered and vice versa. Like mm-hmm. if I'm going to go down on someone that hasn't showered, you were going down on me if I haven't showered. Yeah. Um, but then once I was like, oh, my parents are so anal in so many ways. This makes so much sense. Like, of course, they would not be mm-hmm. near any bodily fluids until there was like loofahing involved somehow. But also sometimes it's not even about being anal. It's just like preparing yourself for the moment so that you can be yeah. so fucking lost in it once you're there like we had an anal 101 episode and they were talking about prep Mm -hmm. and how like if you go into it like the proper prep like Mm -hmm. yeah the prep is annoying but then once you're there you're like I know all this is clean I know I don't have to think about we're gonna get a disease like we've got a glove for vag a glove for butt no one's getting UTIs like yeah it just takes a lot of the mental like because a lot of the time I'm nervous about like what are they seeing what how are they feeling Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah I've always been like very um I think I've talked about some podcasts before I think it was a glows episode but I've always been very insecure about my butt because I had to get a colonoscopy when I was younger because mm-hmm. it runs like colon cancer runs my family that mm-hmm. like I shaved my butthole before it all and so now it like grows back like a wolverine like it's just like so much hair hilarious back okay but it's also very satisfying to shave like I will it's, not wax it I shave my butt for me a lot yes a lot I love it because it's like a slightly different color as like your normal pubes and it's like it's almost like this hair and you're just like how what what is going on like what is the the science skin on your butthole is like stronger so Mm. like when you get it waxed like I don't think it hurts like I think it's like nice okay like it kind of like feels like scratching an itch oh I have not had anything waxed in my life so you would recommend the butt wax yeah okay what about a vag I've never done vag if you want Okay. How much does it hurt? It hurts. It hurts. Okay. But like, it, I mean, it's worth it. It can be really not, like, I don't know how bald you like to be, but sometimes I want to be like a baby. Yeah. Sometimes I want that too. And after a wax, you're like, I'm a fucking slippery seal. <laughs> like, come at me, everyone. <laughs> Especially in the summer, I want like nothing. Like, I think in the winter, I like that extra added warmth. Mm-hmm. But in the summer, I want it all gone. Like, yeah, I'm and like the, shaving left and again, right. Again, with like the guesswork of I'm at the beach. Is somebody looking at my pubes? No, they're not because they don't exist. They're not there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Maybe I finally will. I've just always been like so fucking afraid. And I've also been afraid of like the person waxing me. Like, Do you want to hear a waxing horror story? Yes, um, I do. 100%. When- I was 14. My friend had been getting waxes because she was fucking and had a boyfriend and stuff. And she was like, I have to take you to this place. It's amazing. You have to get oh your God. first wax or whatever. And I was like, nobody's even seen my vagina. Like, what are you talking it's about? Like, I haven't fully seen it yet. But I like, was like, sure, of course. That's something we do. We just get waxed before we get fingered. And I, <laughs> what? <laughs> and um, I had shaved, I guess, like, a week before so I had like a little growth Mm -hmm. and I was so nervous and I went in and this woman she was Russian and she was like take off everything from bottom down and I was like okay and then I did and I'm like sitting there and I'm like shaking I'm like fucking 14 which is like you're so young that's weird that that they are allowed to look at a 14 year old vagina I was actually just gonna ask like there's no age limit on like waxing down right I don't know now it makes me think okay but I was 14 and so whatever I'm doing it and she comes back and she goes and she plays with it a little bit and she goes no and I was like what she goes no it's too short you have to come back oh my god and I was like what and she's like I can't and I'm like okay so I went home with my little fuzzy vagina and my friend was like 
You didn't know? I was like, I know nothing. You're like, I'm 14. <laughs> I know nothing. Why do you know so much? Oh my God. Oh yeah. My God. That was always the worst with that one friend that'd be like, you didn't know what Dirty Sanchez meant? <laughs> yeah. You didn't know what Blowjob meant? And you're like, no. You haven't seen Scream 3? I'm still <laughs> secretly watching Blue's Clues because it brings me like, like a sense of warmth. Yeah. Okay? Like, yeah. no, I didn't know what this fucking was. What's your sign? I'm a Leo. Okay, cool. I'm a Leo and a Virgo rising. Yeah, I was going to say you've got a lot of Virgo in you. Yeah. I'm a Virgo too. Okay. Yeah, I've noticed like from like the listeners and guests who were late bloomers, a lot of them are Virgos or have Virgo rising. Like we're very like virginal. Yeah. Or or have been told that we're virginal. Huh. Huh. I have definitely gotten a lot specifically from my female friends, a lot of shade. Mm. that's such a big part of it like we were talking about guys we fucked before um and how they're the anti-slut shaming podcast but we have like a lot of like anti-prude shaming undertones Mm -hmm. like obviously like don't slut shame whatever but like that narrative's like it's out there now like they've done a really great job of like and like everybody absolutely saying like being be a slut do whatever you want but there's not as many people being like it's okay to take your time yeah you're not ready. That's fine. Yeah. Like the second somebody's like, I don't know if I'm ready for sex. Most people will be like, it's not a big deal. That shouldn't be your response. It's if it's a big deal for you, take your fucking time. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. That's a really, really good point. Because I know I am definitely said like, oh, it's not a big deal. Like, don't worry about it. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Because you want to take that pressure off of them. Because yeah. I think that's, I wonder if like, that's why I took it so slowly because I was so afraid of the pressure mm-hmm. of what it would mean. So that's like my general like gut instinct. But that's a really good point to be like, no, like if it's important to you, then fine. Like if you want to wait till you're married, then wait till you're married. Yeah. Like shit like that. I just never wanted to. Like There was a girl, though, on um, I watched this show called Love Island and there's a U.S. version now. Mm-hmm. And she's I've been told waiting. to watch it. It's amazing. It's just too much. It's every day, right? Yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> it's like crack. Um, but there's a girl on it and she's waiting for marriage. And I completely, completely respect her decision to do that. But in saying that, she was like, a lot of people just do it to do it. And I'm like, no, because then you're taking away from girls and, and guys who like fucking. Yeah. You know, some people aren't just doing it to do it. They want to fuck. So I don't know. Just let everybody do exactly what they're what works for them. It's really hard for some people to have multiple narratives. Like it's really some mm-hmm. people get really stuck in like their lane and they're like, this is the only lane that exists. Mm-hmm. And I really wish uh, this would happen sooner rather than later to just be like, it's like a highway. Like some people stay on the right because they want to go slower. Some people yeah. stay on the left because they want to go faster and people pass in the middle because they don't, they want to go in either or like, it's just like human nature for people to be like at different speeds. Yeah. And that's totally fine. Yeah. Like you, no one needs to be like, everyone should be a bit slut. Everyone should be improved. Like everyone's allowed I'm to exist. Now. I need to get married. Yeah. One of my guy friends said that to me the other day. He's like, really? all of my friends are getting married. I'm not on the right track. Like I'm like, dude, what is the track? Like yeah. we're, we're all not going to the same destination. Why would we take the same journey? Yeah. That would make no sense. That, that makes me so sad. Like, no, like you can do whatever well, you want. Well, I yelled want. at him and now he feels fine. Okay. No. okay good, 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 good. <laughs> as long as he feels good now. No, he feels good. Was it hard like growing up as a girl in New York City? And I only asked mm-hmm. because I used to uh, work at Urban Outfitters where all the tweens would come in mm-hmm. and I was terrified of them. Yeah, I was terrified of everyone all the time. Yeah. And people say that I am terrifying, which is hilarious to me. <laughs> um, but 
Yeah, it wasn't great. And I also, in my family, I was the first girl after two boys and then I have a younger sister. But Mm -hmm. my dad affectionately gave me the nickname Pretty Remy. Mm -hmm. But that was like a lot to live up to when I started going through puberty and stuff. And I maybe wasn't so pretty anymore. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know how to identify anymore. And in New York City, like there is a lot of old value stuff of like the guys pay for the girls and like the girls are brought around to the clubs and they have to be really thin and they have to dress a certain way and like like it is a lot of pressure and like uh, my mom had wanted to pull me out and put me in a girl's school for a really long time but I was Mm -hmm. like I don't want to end up a lesbian or whatever (laughs) like sorry I'm a lesbian anyway I'm straight too but like you know like (laughs) I'm not gonna change anything but yeah it was tough and I wish I had gone to one of those girls schools where it was like value your brain Mm -hmm. instead of not just like like at my school I got voted like best ass in eighth grade Oh, my God. Like, it wasn't an official thing, but the school didn't get mad. Wow. Yeah. I almost got suspended for talking to a boy on the phone in eighth grade. What? I went to Catholic school. I went okay. To a very. Okay, okay. It was a graduating class of 14 kids, mm-hmm. two boys, 12 girls. Whoa. It was horrifying. Where is this? It was in um, Stafford, Virginia. Okay. St. William of York. Yeah, it was horrifying because guess what? Why so few boys? I don't know. It just turned out it's like, like a that. ballet class. <laughs> kind of, yeah. 12 girls and two boys. And one one guy had the literal name of like Chad. And mm-hmm. then the other one was my best friend who like I was like in love with. And so half the girls were in love with one boy and half were in love with the other one. And there would just be like, it was a bloodbath. Like it got terrifying. Mm-hmm. My... Um, superlative or not superlative, but like in your yearbook in 12th grade, we Mm -hmm. had like most likely in 20 years or something. Mm -hmm. So mine is based on a night I wasn't ready to have sex and I'd been getting made fun of for not having sex and not whatever. And I was Mm -hmm. with the guy that I eventually would have sex with at a party. And we went into the girl whose place it was parents room Mm -hmm. and we're like hooking up. And he was like, you're scared of dicks. And I was like, I am not scared of dicks. And he was like, yes, you are. You're terrified of dicks. And I was like, no, I was like, so then just whip it out. And like, I won't be afraid. And he was like, "Okay." And he did. And I poked it and I laughed and I ran out of the room. And in the yearbook, my 2027 is world champion of poker. Oh, my God. (laughs) <laughs> Making fun of me for being a prude in our in print for poking a dick for poking a dick, wow. and it was funny. Yeah, it's funny. That is funny. <laughs> wow. And now here you are. Yeah. And how come? Also, they called me Enron for a while. You remember that company? I remember Enron, but I can't connect so it just yet. In ninth grade. I went to um, homecoming. I got too drunk because I was trying to be cool. And I ended up hooking up with this like very weird. He was like the weirdest of the cool boys of the junior guys. Mm-hmm. And he he definitely kissed me like against my will. And I was like really blackout and stuff. Mm. And because he was the loser of their friends, they said that my stock plummeted because before that I had been this rising hot freshman. And then after that, I was ruined. 
So I was called Enron for three months. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Oh my God. Like yeah. the amount of like just like women's shaming and slut shaming and that alone is just like, but also the fact that it's like kind of smart. Like it was so smart. It's so smart. That's like so New York City. I know. They called you Enron. I know. Because your stock literally plummeted. And then like sometimes they'd have this thing, those same boys the strump cup and it was about strumpets which is a shakespearean word for whore mm-hmm. but it would be like who won the strump cup this year and you're like oh but it's like i know strumpet so i feel educated while i'm being called a hooker i am afraid to ask this question but where are they now where are some of these boys at now very high up they all make money they are in finance it is horrible the world is fucked Oh. Is there anything else you want to say before we like wrap it up? Well, we were pretty much wrapped, but anything you want to say? Anything you like is good, and boys like nipple play too. Yes. <laughs> Did you love it? Wasn't it great? Isn't Remy amazing? Don't you want to go see her live recording tonight at the stand at 7 p.m.? Come, come to How Come, and I will see you guys in two weeks.